Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today's episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is brought to you by Chevalier Cask. If you're in need of bulk spirits, new oak, or used barrels, then Chevalier Cask is here to help. We also have access to whatever type of spirits that you need. Our American, Spanish, European, and French oak barrels are handcrafted by multi-generational family-owned cooperages in Europe. These barrels are of the highest quality. They are tight and made from wood seasoned for over 24 months. We can also help you find financing for all your full or empty barrel needs. We can also buy your freshly dumped barrels and help you find them a new home. You can find us at www.chevaliercask.com. Hello, and we're back at the Brock Bourbon Bar, and we are finishing out our eight crazy nights of uh, bourbon-adjacent conversations and trying stuff and all kinds of good things. And uh, Nick, what's going on, man? Scott, you know what really grinds my gears right now? No, we're not airing the grievances, are we? Oh, yes, we are. All right. So we're we're we're, back. We're going to talk about all the things that we don't like about bourbon. So whether it's secondary secondary holy crap all the crap that goes with it you know distilleries getting a little too big for their britches you know there's a few of them out there anymore these days things Mm -hmm. like that so we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that good stuff and while we're doing it we're gonna we're we're gonna try a little special pour so the 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 brocks went this past week (laughs) and they were able to procure a old forester 117 series this is the newest one and it is finished in a scotch cask so let's look at this bad boy real close and then we'll 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 dive in on it a little bit so this thing is uh batch one it is 93 proof and it says it's george garwin brown was proud of his scottish heritage and to celebrate the gaelic roots he decided to finish a old forester in spayside barrels which were sourced with sherry wine at maturation. So we're going to try these bad boys, see what we think, and go from there. So space side, if I, now correct my memory, because I'm not a scotch dude, right? No, you know, you're I, not. You know I'm not a big fan of scotch. Space side is uh, the more smoky flavor. It's not, it's not the, it's the, so it's the south side, so it's the peated. No. No, it's not the peated. It's not smoky. Okay. No, uh, whenever they were talking about the tour, they were going for a more highland Highland, okay. Uh, air, uh, type, oh, so it says Side. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they were going more. Oh, it does say Highland, too. No, it says Highlight. No. I think it meant for Highland instead oh. of Highlight. But, I don't know. But, so, yeah. Cause we talk, she talked about it. I don't know. One anyway. Thing, so, our young lady was like, there's a couple of different ones that are actually also with the Brown Forum and Company. Um, and she said that she believes, she's not sure, 100%. But that this one is very high on the Glendronic Scotch. Okay. Okay. So I don't. So not super peaty. No, it's not super peaty in any way, shape, or form. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm excited to try this, and uh, while we're doing that, we're gonna we're gonna think about some things and talk about some things that we we are just that are really grinding our gears, as Nick says it. And he's so good at saying that. He is. That's right. Listen, that's why we're here. Uh, absolutely. Nick, Nick Nick likes to grind them gears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I, right. I think the lady should start us off. Yeah. Oh, what really grinds my gears? Oh, my God. This is mm. going to take 30 minutes while <laughs> she thinks about something. I mean, there's just, I think there's still such a misconception on women in bourbon. Even though we are going way higher in in the in the um, industry, I still think everybody, there's still a whole lot of 
people out there who still think it's just a man's drink. Okay, I, I would agree with that piece of it. But I will say that I feel like women are, if anything, are having their day right now. We, like, we really are. Oh, yeah. From we're a master taster, yes. master distiller. Yeah, we're I mean, definitely, we're, we're getting in there. But I still think there's still a lot of people who still think it's such a man's drink that women shouldn't need to enjoy it. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. I think bourbons are incredible. I mean, there's so many different complex flavors. And as a woman with a different palate, you know, I get so many different things that you all don't necessarily get yep. as men. No, I, I've said for a long time that I believe women have better palates than men in general. Um, it, it's... It, it goes back to cavemen days, right? I mean, you know, yep. men were hunters and women were gatherers. So they yep. had to know whether or not that, that mushroom that they picked up was poisonous. They had to know whether those berries or nuts or anything else were not good for you. Unless they're trying to get rid of their husband. There you go. Yeah. Unless they were... Need to, what, well, that's strategically... <laughs> then. Str- strategery. I like yeah, that word. Strategery. All right. Getting... All right, so Carl, do you, do you do you have something that really really pisses you off about the bourbon industry? Well, it's more of a distillery at the moment because we were bringing this up in, right before this. Whoa, what? Previous but, previous episode. Yeah, the Your previous mom? Ep- no, no, no. Wild turkey not having a dang, dang. Tour, tour yet. Oh, not wild turkey not having a tour yet. Okay, yeah. it's been two years. Come on. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That you know that their barrel picks are even slimming. Are yeah, slimming. They are. They're, they're, they're oh, not God. doing as many of the Russell's uh, picks as they were doing. Which is funny because they've actually let more people come on by barrels, and some of them are able able to label them now as Wild Turkey as an independent bottler, which I thought was kind of odd that yeah, they've been letting them do that. Never happened before. Yeah, so I don't know, kind of crazy. Wow. Steven, you got something that just really just pisses you off about the bourbon industry? The, th- the thing that I find really disgusting is the distribution an allocation of bottles, especially between states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work in Kentucky. I live in Indiana. Distribution, because the different different distributors is entirely different. It's bad over there in a lot of ways. It's terrible here in Indiana. It really is. And it's terrible it, yeah, in Indiana. Absolutely. I mean, one of the downsides of Indiana. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe um, the only. But you know, yeah. here's my thought: is though the funny thing is, is that other areas, such as like say Indy and north of Indy, are actually getting some items allocations in. It's weirdly enough that right here at Southern Indiana, stuff just doesn't want to come across the bridge. Well, Evansville right. gets it. Yeah, Evansville yeah. gets a decent allotment. Um, I, I honestly think it's it's for Indiana. I think it's more population dense. Like I think yeah. Fort Wayne, Indy, Evansville, South Bend all get healthy allocations. Whereas we don't have the population that any of those major metropolitan, even even West Lafayette, like a buddy of mine, um, he's working up there right now for some factory. He mm-hmm. said that like he regularly sees Weller like oh, at wow. least every you know couple of weeks that come out on the shelves. You know, dang, and lucky he's been, him. He's been buying it. You know, <laughs> he said man. now he said that a lot of times it's like right at secondary, like it's in that eighty nine dollar mm-hmm. range, um, which is not necessarily a good thing. But he said you know it's still better than paying a hundred, hundred and ten. You know that the secondary market's hitting you with right well, now. So. It seems like distribution for this side, like. Here lately, Myers have had the Heaven Hills Bottle and Bond and Sazerac Rye handles for whatever reason, but it's yeah. only been like the last month right before Christmas. They even, actually get something. Even Kroger. I mean, like I've seen, a t- especially the Sazerac Rye. I've seen Sazerac Rye more in the last three months than I've seen in yeah. the last five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. But We're, who really cares about that? 
It's a good mixer. Um, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a solid it's, mixer. It's, absolutely. it's solid. But it's not the bottles that people go looking for. No, 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 no it's, it's not. You absolutely. buy them. Be, you buy it because it's reasonable. It's good, but it's not what we love. Not knock not what your we socks want. off. And I mean, you go to the Kroger's in Louisville. They're just the allocations and things they get way way better than us. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you the the thing that really gets me is clubs that like seem to be like super super heavy on certain distilleries like you'll see the same clubs that go out and they pick the exact same barrels from the exact same distilleries over and over again they put some tater sticker on it and they want to charge 110 dollars for a bottle that should cost 60 70 bucks okay and that just is really just it drives me bonkers when you sit back and look at it i mean because well, I mean, if you've got a bourbon club, you need to represent everybody. Hey, well, not only that, but you need to, like a, a bourbon club is supposed to be a fellowship, right? Absolutely. Like, it, unless you're doing something for charity where you're giving back to the community or doing things like that. If you're lining your pockets with a $70 bottle by charging 110 because you paid a dollar a bottle for a sticker, to me, it's A, it's selfish and it's greedy, but B, it's also just not the right thing to do for for the people in the club. Like, you should be passing the savings along to the members of your club. That's just my, my personal opinion on it. Okay. I can I can understand I that. that. Agreed. All right. All right. Let's dive All into right. this bad boy. I've been diving I'll tell you in, what. Babe. The nose on this thing is like, I, I was shocked. <laughs> like, I was expecting it to be way more like heavy scotch forward, but it's very fruity, very delicate. Very old folk. It does have some, it does have some smokiness to it, though. But, yeah. But it's not a heavy smoke. No, I'm not saying it is, but no. I'm saying there's definitely some like smoky, earthier tones that you don't typically get from an old forester on the nose. Correct. I get, I Correct. get more of the earthier tones. There must be banana in there somewhere. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not getting any. I'm not getting <laughs> no. any banana on the nose. And I never could either. I'm I never did get any banana off of this. But one. you're right. You should get banana or apple. You know. That's, I'm probably leaning more towards like a tart apple. I know with the first pull, it's a lot more spice mid palate to me, but it's not. It's a not a lingering spice. Yeah. I will say, dude, got really nice legs. I tell you what, this this does not drink like a scotch finished bourbon. Not no. I've mm-hmm. had a couple of the Starlights. I had a couple of uh, Good Times. Um, what's the other one? Penelope. They had yeah, a scotch Penelope. finish. Um, but I tell you what, like this one is not as heavy scotchy. Like it's it's definitely a good marriage. And it might be the fact that most of those are barrel strength and this has been proof down to that 93 proof. Very plausible. Um, so I don't know. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely different. Um, it's got some delicate fruit, though. Yeah. So I see Stephen over here, legend, putting in a little bit of water. I did that at the tour when I did it. Um, I didn't appreciate it, so I'm not going to do it tonight. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. Yep. You know, I, I've I, already done that science, and that is mine. <laughs> that's right. I, I thought it opened it up and okay. gave more complexity to it. Well, and I think that's where part of that, you know, that male female. that male female thing comes into play. Does anybody get any like citrus notes on the taste? Not a heavy citrus. I wouldn't just disagree with citrus. citrus, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down with that thought process. I can understand a little bit, but I, I'm just saying hints of it. Yeah. Very quick hints. I'm thinking it's less citrus and, and more, more like zest. Yes, like it's okay. got it's got a zing or a zest yeah. to it. It's yeah. more that zest than the actual full on citrus type. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm dropping a couple of drops like like the legend here. Yeah, I'm thinking, ruby, I'm thinking ruby red grapefruit zest. Uh, <laughs> I for myself personally, I wouldn't lean that way, but that's because I just I really do not like grapefruit. Uh, growing up, my father 
pushed it on me so much and I just, I cannot stand grapefruit. I can pull grapefruit out of a hat and know exactly what grapefruit is and know that I don't like it. And I'm not getting that out of this. See, and I, I think I agree with them, but I, it, it's funny, and 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 it might be because I've recently tried this. Okay. But a but a pumelo, and a pumelo is a okay. Asian grapefruit, which okay. is a little bit. It's like if you took a ruby red grapefruit and you mixed it with like a like a sweeter like plum or like stone fruity type thing. It's got okay. tartness, but it's got like okay. enough sweetness that kind of does something. So. Okay, where it's not that, that yeah, straight. Yeah, it's not. On it's not real fruit. astringent like a normal okay. grapefruit would be. Yeah. Well, that's very educational, Scott. That is really educational. I lived in Florida for twenty-five years, mm-hmm. and the street next to mine was pomelo. Really? <laughs> and I had no clue what it was, other than it had to be some kind of citrus, it's because an, we had a whole set of citrus streets where <laughs> I lived. It's an Asian grapefruit. <laughs> they, like, they're very prominent in Thailand, in Bang, in Bangkok, and okay. in Vietnam. Hey, you learn something no new idea. every day. My wife was going through that. We were we went through Paul's Fruit Market oh, and we were buying all kinds incredible. of crazy fruits. And we saw this big giant thing and it looked like a grapefruit. I'm like, what on earth is that? And we looked at it and we're like, and I'm like, man, it just looks like a grapefruit. I don't know that we want to buy that. So oddly enough, we skipped on it. Okay. And then like two weeks later, we're at the local K Roger and walk in and this big ass grapefruit's there again. <laughs> Guess what? Pumelo. <laughs> so I look at it. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is a sign. Like we've seen it twice in the last two weeks. We're right. going to buy this We got to try it. Okay. So we bought it. We took it home and we tried it. And I was just like, wow, that's exa-. And it, like To me, it like had a, had a weird sweetness to it, almost like a stone fruit. Okay. But it was, but it had that citrus like zip, like that okay. you would get from like a grapefruit or something like that. Well, and that uh, that would go into what Carl said, you know, with that zing, that zesty yeah. mm-hmm. type yeah. flavor. Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's like last week I had a, a discussion with an older lady about pawpaw trees. Yeah, because okay. Because we have them on uh, my work's property. Okay. She's like, what is a pawpaw? I was like, it's one of the few native fruits for Central and South America that mm-hmm. yeah. can live up here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's also a grandfather. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... It, Putting water in it does open up some complexity to it, but I think that it goes more scotch forward with the water. I feel like yeah, I'm getting the more smoky. of that. Yeah, I think it, more of the smoke's coming in, and even just a touch of like what I would like. Scotch has that real uh, earthy, like it's super Almost like earthy. Almost like evergreen type. Well, it's so it's it's not quite like the peated portion, but like right, that, no, that, it's just earthy. It's just yeah. real earthy. You know, like I've always said, you know, it's like I equate, I equate it to, you know, putting a flip-flopping in the, in the pond and letting it sit for six months, <laughs> and you pull it out and you lick it. That's 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 peated scotch for me. <laughs> Ain't that bad to me, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the peanut gallery right now. <laughs> but uh, but that, to me, that's like, it's kind of got a, 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 a bit light of that, mix of that okay, type okay. of flavor when yeah. I added water to it. So I'm, I'm definitely a neat on this one. Yeah. The maltiness to me comes out a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, a little bit more of the malt comes out, yep. And I don't know. I mean, typically I... I have appreciated a little bit more of like that peatiness in the different scotches that I have had, but there is something about adding the water to this and that particular flavor. I should have listened maybe, to you, Barbara. I know. I should have listened. We did it for science. I did it. She hey. blinded me with science. <laughs> down, 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 down. Boom, busted. That being said, I did tell you I tried it that way and I didn't like it that yep. way, which well, is why I didn't do it this time. With all fairness, me and you are typically just slightly adjacent. We or are off typically. On, on, on palate, so yeah. therefore I, I was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to go with the legend over here. I'm going to try it, it see what happens. You know, I don't mind it with the couple drops of water that's mm-hmm. in it because I don't mind that peatiness, that earthiness. Yeah. But I think for me, 
going into this knowing that this is a bourbon and then finished with the scotch, I think for me, I want it to be more of that bourbon forward than the scotch forward. And I think we're adding that water, it creates that a little bit more of that scotch forward than the bourbon forward. Yeah, the scotch forward. overtakes it. And I think that's where, for me, in my mindset, that's where it's not working for me. All right, grinding Wait. our gears. Back to I, get back to Aaron. The, oh, oh, sorry, Legend. Excuse me. You're excused. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been so long since I've had scotch. Okay. That maybe just having that different taste was, mm-hmm. was you know, something I found in... It might be just am, like refreshing for you. I'm not, I'm not I'm not going to drink it, uh, scotch at all. Uh, but it was just an, a, a little change. I, it didn't hurt the bourbon Mm-mm. to me. Mm-mm. No. So no, I don't think it did. Just a, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the whole taste, yeah. both with and without water. Yeah, this was a definite solid, solid pour. Definitely, oh, change of, so. definitely solid a change taste. of pace. Yeah. It, I, I will say this. It's probably my least favorite of the 117s I've tried. Okay. But that being said. You're th- not big on scotch. I'm not big on scotch. Exactly. Boom. 100%. And there's oh, some very good 117s. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there are yeah. some really good 117s. All right. Going All right. back to grievances. Back Come to on, the grievances. What, what else we got? What, what else do we not like? Charging for... Charging a high dollar for an event that you still got to then purchase a bottle at a higher price. Mm. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. What is up with that? I mean, some some recently some distilleries yeah. Yeah. had some parties. We'll just call them party release parties. And, yeah. and they made you pay to get in the door. Yeah, it was basically right. what, it, what it turned in a bottle that was normally at 150 170 to a two two fifty to three hundred dollar bottle once you had taxes in. Yeah. Like right right before Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. yeah about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Now I guess if you bought like six or seven bottles or something, yeah, that would help. Then you would be like, oh well, it just made every bottle an extra fifteen dollars. No. But, but it, still, it's for it, the everyday person. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little tougher to. It's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, definitely absolutely. Yep. Barbara. I I, um. Oh goodness gracious. Ooh. Great balls of fire. Yeah. That was Jerry Lee Lewis. Bring it on. Great <laughs> balls of fire. Oh. Well, I kind of aired my biggest one, which is the whole. Women in bourbon and not necessarily. I mean, for me, I just, you know, I don't, I don't guess I have a whole lot to, to bring onto this okay. in terms of, you know, there's the secondary issues and we've kind of like aired on everything that I kind of have an issue with. Right. All right. Legend. I understand the whole secondary issue, but I also work in a retail establishment that caters to people who are looking for bottles and have no big problem paying secondary prices because they can't find them where they live. Right. So, you know, there's there's that, that side of things. But locally, one of the things that's kind of grinded my gears is these distilleries and restaurants that have paired dinners and they don't post the menu. Oh, so yeah. okay, okay. You know, uh, you know, they're talking hundred, hundred and fifty dollar dinners, yeah. and you know, when I've been able to get a menu, they always include something I can't eat. Right, right. And so, at least I'm, I'm grateful that I can occasionally get advanced notification. But a lot of them, yeah, oh, they, we don't know yet. That, that, that's definitely problematic because yeah. you do have some people that like maybe you're gluten intolerant and, and the right. whole menu is covered with bread and different allergies things. or shellfish. Yeah, shellfish. Yeah. Shellfish. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different concepts that you know that are out there for 
allergies, gluten issues, and all that kind of stuff, right. that you really do need to be able to publish that in order for somebody to enjoy the event that they're going to. Yep, 100%. You no, know? There, there was one that I would have, I don't even remember what it was now, but mm-hmm. I would have I would have consider, certainly considered. Mm-hmm. And then I was fortunate to get the menu in two of the four courses I couldn't have eaten. Well, yeah. in which case, there's no reason to pay, pay the price. And they didn't Absolutely. have a backup probably plan either for people that couldn't do those things. See, and right? that's the other thing. They need to make sure that there is a backup plan for those people that have allergies or just mm-hmm. they can't eat that stuff. 100%. I, I'm a big texture person. I can't eat a lot of things because of textures. Absolutely. Um, gummy bears with a with a gar. <laughs> yeah, gummy texture bears issues. with a gar. <laughs> we learned from that mistake. <laughs> That was a behind-the-scenes experiment that didn't go so well. Mama Lucia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that being said, I have... I'm, Listen, you're it, working through the process. It, it's a work in progress. I love it. I love this it. This third option has definitely been one of the best so far. So, uh, absolutely. Three options. <laughs> 100%. I agree with that. All right. What so, do you think would happen if we tied Barbara's hands behind her back? I don't know. I don't think I could talk. <laughs> She is Italian. We didn't know that. Yeah. No, I'm Scottish. I know. I was being funny. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so I, I would say, uh, for me, it, and, and this is one that just kind of, it, it it bothers me, but it like it doesn't like get me crazy mad, but it definitely bothers me. And it's kind of adjacent to how the secondary market works and how things go is the fact that I think stores should be it's okay if you buy something right like if if you're buying something and then you're reselling it to whatever i think there should be some kind of a cap on what a bottle you get from the distillery or from distribution you can charge for to the consumer okay like okay i i don't know what the ratio should be or what it should look like okay you know, I, I walk in individuals or stores, stores. just stores in stores. general. Yeah. Just so stores, like I, I, I walk stores. into this museum is what I call it. Cause it's not a liquor store. Well, it is a liquor store. If you want to buy a vodka or fireball or whatever, beer. beer, right. But like, I'm not kidding. There were like 20 cases of E.H. Taylor small batch. There were multiple cases of blends. They had like 13 bottles of King of Kentucky. They had every single Pappy vertical, every single BTAC vertical for okay. probably the last two or three years. And the prices are astronomical, like even above secondary. Oh, wow. And I'm just yeah, like, that's... dude, what, what what are you doing? Like, I mean, he still has 2022 King of Kentucky sitting oh, on, on the shelves. That and should I'm like, have been his first clue. If it's still sitting there, there's a problem. A year later, right, exactly. It's not, bi- you, you, not good business practice. Bingo. He's like, well, somebody's going to buy it. Like, when well, they apparently come in for, not. When they come in for Derby, they're going to buy it. And then I'm sitting here looking at him like, dude, for one year in the West End, like not <laughs> a lot of people that are coming to Derby here. <laughs> Are coming out to to a liquor store in the West End. Are going to 37th and Broadway or wherever the store is or 36th and Market, you know, whatever. Right. But but on top of that, just like you're nowhere in touch with what the what the secondary market is locally. Now that being said, there could be some dude in New York that's willing to pay twenty three hundred dollars for a for a king of Kentucky. Nobody here locally is going to do that. I mean, they're just not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So that just kind of really just you know. Put a cap on it, you know, if, it, if there, it, there are people with stupid money, there are people with stupid money. There but are, I, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you've still got to completely understand the market that you're selling to. If you're sitting on things for over a year because you've got it so high, right? 
do something about it. Yeah. If, if they would have sold one of those bottles for, let's just say, $1,000, yeah. how, many, how many times could they have turned that $1,000 over the last year? Just exactly. buying Fireball or just buying Boom. Wheatley Vodka or just buying whatever you know their their hottest seller is they could have turned exactly. that profit another three or four times since let me guess they have blanton's for 200 dollars down there too it's like 129 which oh, yeah honestly still, isn't that bad it's not no horrible, that's, that's but better than the local one here that's 200 dollars right for so, a bottle like so but i think the e- still each other small batches were like 105 oh, wow. you know yeah. eagle rares were 89 i mean just like i'm just like dude like, what are you doing like it's just yeah it's just you're crazy. not gonna make a profit on something you can't even sell yep. well even the secondary on both of those uh, isn't in, there. in that hot in that high exactly. Right. So that that that's to me is kind of what what really bothers me is the fact that I feel like there should be I should I feel like the distilleries and the the distributorships should be policing to a certain extent that if they see somebody absolutely just gouging on prices they just shouldn't send them that stuff anymore whether it's Weller Blanton's yeah birthday bourbon whatever Anything. it is you know because there there's plenty of other shops that will sell it. At closer to market value, right, and, or to retail, and and, and, and be able to control it. Instead of just sitting collecting right. dust. Yeah. Now, if you're buying it, like I said, from an individual, when you're doing a vintage spirit, like Justin's does, or places yeah. like you know, uh, Waterfront, right, wine, uh, Revival, up in Revival, yeah, mm-hmm. right. If you're buying yeah. a vintage spirit from somebody and you're reselling it, that's totally different. Like you've paid a, a fair market value to then go back in and charge a secondary value. So yeah. that that makes total sense to me. But so. not to be over secondary. Just to be in the retail from retail, exactly, absolutely, hundred percent. I can I can get behind you on that one totally. It, anybody else have anything else? Uh, how about some of these uh, bottles that are coming out that are two thousand or more dollars? Because there's been well, there you had to release what last year, where there was the Kentucky bottles down at uh yeah I I get where you're coming. That was from. a mix, and yeah, and even surely was even Old Forester that recently they yeah. released the one fiftieth. You know there was what eight, how many like hundred fifty bottles total 150 released, bottles. and they were what twenty five hundred dollars yep. a piece. So I mean it, it's an exorbitant price, right? But my thing is it, it had a nice box. It, it, oh yeah, it was a be- <laughs> it was a beautiful box. It, beautiful I think it's glass. a crystal decanter. Yeah, you know I mean so I mean there, the, there's value to it. Plus you got to you had to an experience like they were literally pouring President's Choice, Birthday Bourbon, yeah. all those things like it was water. which is better than the the. Uh, well, the one I was mainly was the one where it was like, it's a what twenty five year old bourbon. Well, really, it was only about uh, about ten or twelve ounces of that mixed into that old batch. It yeah. was a sixteen seventeen hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, and most You're of it was the like, one at Fraser Museum. Or yeah, whatever. the one that Fraser did. Yeah. Now, I think that one was partially for charity, was it not? I think partially, mm-hmm. but I think the. the most I think most people are going because it was a Kentucky tie or something, yeah. Yeah. like a national championship or like something for yeah. Kentucky University. But it was just outrageously priced at yeah. some point. So. But at least with Old Forster, they gave you other things to, to bring right. the value. Yeah. That's what I said. I, I think it depends on how you do it. But yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, if there's other added there's value. There's value play, right? Yeah. There's value yeah. play to that. It, part of experiences sometimes are priceless. And, I, and I'm oh, one of those yeah. people, I'll tell you. And I always laugh because, you know, me and a couple of other buddies, we always talk about it. I'm like, you, you, you'll never see a Brinks truck behind a hearse. No. So you can't take it with you. So life is about living. Life is about enjoying time with your family and friends and things like that. So if you have an experience that you can have, I, I don't fault uh, industry for tapping into that experience piece of it. So, Barbara, have you thought of something else, man, that really grinds your... Nick said he wants in. Peanut Gallery. Come on in, Nick. Peanut Gallery in. He can take over for right. me. So one thing that grinds my gears, at least as of late, um, has been the cost of the average age of a bourbon. I'll, I'll put it this way. I came across a five-year bourbon that they were charging like 110 for. 
And I was like going, why are you charging so much for it? And it's not finished. Nothing special about it. It is just a five-year bourbon. Okay, so l- l- let me ask you: Was it an NDP, or was it like, or was it like a local distillery, and it was their product? MGP, MGP. So, uh, my only argument with that is, okay, is that it, it's a cost variance, right? Like they have to be able to make a profit. Now, now that being said, I, I understand where you're coming from, but when you're sourcing distillate, you have to be able to charge a certain amount in order to make a profit on the bottle. I'll say two years ago, the same one released an eight-year for cheaper. Okay, then that's yeah, a little wrong, but. You know, it is what it is. So, but no, I get that though. That's tough. That probably kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier, like where you get some brands that you know you get folks that they want to put a tater sticker on something and charge you outrageous prices for it. You know, my favorite too is now, which is another one that kind of gets me is the the all the heavy waxing and the stupid little figures that go on top of bottles. <laughs> I hate waxing. <laughs> Hey, I hate waxing. That's that's the problem. I hate wax because you can't get the damn bottles open. Don't look over your left shoulder. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> I, I've, already, I've already looked at them all. But like, but those that is disturbing. Those damn little Lego dudes yeah, and like, the the I'm Pokemons. A, and I'm the, a, how many adults collect Legos? Yeah, exactly. Uh, one at this table. <laughs> I don't mind Legos. I don't mind toys. I don't mind trains. I don't put it. You don't. Hey, you, you don't I feel like he's coming after me. No, here. you 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 don't have to put it on top of a bourbon bottle no, to sell God it. No. Like, and if that's what you're doing, like you're just you're you're preying on the 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 stupidity. And and there's one group that does it religiously. And there's nothing wrong with NES. Like I love those dudes. They're super nice guys, but they have a tendency to. Overdo it. They just overdo it a little bit, right? You know, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, they did like all the Lord of the Rings and it had like this person (laughs) on it. And then one of them had the little ring and then one of them had like a dragon. And then one, I... See, that wouldn't get so me to much buy a to bottle, keep so. But there's nerds out there that do, you know. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, they they just are like, oh man, I gotta have this. And like, I I think another one recently, and I don't remember who did this one, but uh, they did all of uh the 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 Marvel thing. So it was like they had oh, okay. uh the dude that snaps the fingers, Thanos, and then they had you know Captain America and Black Widow and all these on all these bottles and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus. Jeez, oh, Pete, fellas. They had, they had George Santos on a bottle? They did. George Santos <laughs> on a bottle. <laughs> uh, a few other ones did, you know, stuff like, you know, from Top Gun, uh, Simpsons. Oh, there was a ton of Top Gun. And, yeah. and some of those. Yeah, and some of that stuff, it's great. Like, and, and I love a tater bottle. Dude, I've done plenty. I did the Magic School Bus. I did, you <laughs> I know, 2020's closed. I've done, I've done my own fair share of tater bottles. But, man, I didn't cover it in wax, and I didn't put a Lego on it, or I didn't put some toy, or I didn't put... Like it's it's enough's enough, fellas. Come on, like we, we all want. We I love a sticker. I love a sticker as much as the next dude, right? Vanilla Ice. I mean, come on, dude. That's funny, funny. Oh I, mean, yeah. I don't care what you say. You know the one Bobby's uh, Secret Horsey Sauce. Boone Thugs. <laughs> Boone Thugs. That's a great one. Boone Thugs and Harmony. You had the, the 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 three key members of that group that you know that did the Boone County pick. That's funny. Like I mean, you know when they did the when they did the Fat Boys and it had Craig and Joe and the three dudes from LBC on the that, that was funny. They took the head off the guys that were in the Fat Boys and put all three of the fat guys on there. You know, just different things. That, that's funny, right? Enough with the st- enough with the wax and enough with the toys. <laughs> like toys are for kids. And I know we, we we have expendable income, and we love our He-Man figures and our G.I. Joes and all that <laughs> shit, right? We love that stuff, right? But Welcome to the 80s. <laughs> e- enough with the toys and wax on bourbon. All right. Anything else? And, uh, and enough with finishing them in watermelon blueberry. Or yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mexican vanilla caramel. <laughs> Whatever. Please stop finishing the American Shots whiskeys. Fired. <laughs> 
please stop finishing the old American whiskeys just because it's American whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it hurts I to see some of these that are aged. I don't need a 12-year-old American whiskey finished in uh, watermelon kiwi. God, that would suck. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. As a matter of fact, we don't need any anything finished in watermelon anything. Yeah, we we've, just we've kind of been over that one before. You. <laughs> There's a lot of things certain things should never be finished in. Absolutely. And watermelon's probably one of them, so... All Heck, right. I'm starting to see a lot more embryonic cask and all that. I'm yeah. just like, I'm getting tired of seeing it, honestly, at this yeah. point. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, sometimes uh, you got to move on to the next thing, right? You move on to the next thing. All right. Anything else? Any Anything else from the peanut gallery? You got Nothing? anything, Matt? No. Nope. He's shaking his head. Matt's nope. Like, nope. 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 Right. Nope. I'm done. Well, I think that's our episode of Bourbon Real Talk. We don't have anything really to, you know, compare the 117 no, to. We just said that was the only one we drank. Good solid pour. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to air your grievances to us, make sure you email us to bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook or the Instagram. Those are two of our so- favorite social media platforms. I'm on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, I rarely use it. I'm not going to lie. I use it mainly to follow Indiana basketball. I am. A, I, I'm an IU fan, and they're currently getting drummed, and I'm a little pissed off. So, <laughs> anyway, that's our episode of Bourbon Real Talk. If you can, if you need to find us, you can find us on any of those social media platforms. This is Scott, <laughs> the legend, Barbara, and Carl signing off. Peace. Don't forget to share. Peace out. Peace. Share.